Welcome and thank you for your listening to Nephilim of Sanctuary, a Diablo podcast. This is episode four, entitled Still Playing with Barbies, because we are both, in fact, still playing with Barbies. So we're your hosts, Devin Butler, and I'm known in game as Kulana1293. And I'm Colin Hoare, known in game as Anukshuk1282. So we have ourselves another light news week with only a couple of items worth mentioning. Uh, we're mostly going to be going through our thoughts on the leaderboard standings and talking about how we've, what we've seen in the new season and the build diversity and such. We'll also discuss our thought, our progress in the, over the last week and our thoughts on the builds that we've been playing thus far. I think you've actually played two as well. So we've both done two new builds, which we'll get to in a second. And with that said, tell me about your week, Colin. Okay. Well, I started the week off playing a little Overwatch, a little Hearthstone. Uh, I had to I had to find a better paying job, so that took a little bit of a free time away from me. I had some that. studying and some homework, some finals. Yeah, get that money, Fosha. Money above everything. I also found a decent amount of time to play Diablo, though. I'm already over 500, I think. I don't even remember. I, I just they just happen. I don't. I'm not paying attention to them. <laughs> I just get paragons. So anyway, I stuck to my guns, even though I'm a demon hunter main for life. I'm I'm playing a barbarian named Barbara, of course. I uh, so I got my my Raycor set, my charge barb set. I got it T10 like ready to go, uh, and then as you know, as you accumulate your your stuff you get other stuff too and uh, i think i think i decided to try leap quake because we were trying to do a conquest and my buddy was also playing raycors and we didn't we were like clashing on the uh on the first chest one so i think i figured well maybe if i switch that'll help us get it done and then i just I accidentally fell in love with leap quake over raycors i was super torn at first too because like i really like uh, raycors i really like the rock i really like the way it plays but like Sometimes when the mob, when there are two mobs or three mobs, or sometimes there's six, but you only hit, you only like clip two of them, so it screws up your charge, the uh, charge counter. You have to hit one or five or four, and I just, oh my god, it was so annoying to lose charges for stupid stuff. But yeah, so I I converted to leap quake pretty quickly, and I'm loving that. I cleared a 67 right before the show, and I cleared it pretty quickly. Like I could probably do a 70. So and uh, so, I guess above all that, or after all that, I'm also working on the waist set. I've got the full set ready to go. I have, I think, suboptimal bracers, but other than that, it's ready to go. Also, really quickly before I head it off to you, if you're trying to do the set dungeon part of the season journey and you play a barbarian, definitely do six piece IK, four piece Raycors, which is is backwards. It's usually six Raycor, four IK, and just do. The IK dungeon as a charge barb. It's so, so friggin' easy. So, uh, how was your week? I played a lot of Diablo. I think I played more in this last week than I have ever in that same time period over the entire history of the game. Cumulatively, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've noticed. <laughs> I've logged in and you were already on. That blows my brain. <laughs> I'm actually really enjoying it. and I'm, I'm really sad about the whole D4 thing that we'll get to later. Because I finally found the game that was good. Yeah, they finally made it good. So <laughs> exactly. why don't you start with what you, you first started playing? Oh, fair And point. then what you're playing now. Yeah. I, start, I started with Wizard. I did the whole Firebird. Well, did DMO until I got enough Firebirds to use Firebirds. Surprisingly quick. Like, the loot gods were, they were telling me to play D, uh, Firebirds. So I did that for, what, like two days, I think? Got to like Paragon 200 or something on that account, or on that character. Man, all I remember... All I remember is you trying to do your, your last DMO Hedrick's gift, and you just friggin' couldn't, because the, the four-piece is so terrible. It was so frustrating. I was... Oh, my God. 
I was I was getting real close to just being like, okay, whatever. This game is not for me. I'm done. I'm moving on. Like I was I was almost there. And then, it's crazy too because DMO is so powerful. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I I played DMO last season, but I started with Firebirds, and that's why it was okay. It was because Firebirds is good from four piece, from two piece, and yeah, DMO just needs it needs gear, and it, I, you know, yeah, fresh tune. And then I finally got the the Firebirds Archon, and that just wasn't pushing I, the buttons. Yeah, I used to really enjoy that build, and it was just not doing it for me. So started... Well, didn't you? Weren't you saying that you were like super frustrated that that teleport was on three instead of one or whatever? Yeah, that was it's super obnoxious. That I have to like do all of my keybinds just to accommodate for it. I actually today I think it was saw a Reddit rage thread about this is ridiculous. Why can't we move these keys around? So <laughs> it's not just me. Yeah. Everybody knows your movement abilities on Q. Come on. Or left click if you're charge bar. Yeah, word. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, I started researching new builds. And I was thinking about going Witch Doctor, but I ended up succumbing to your suggestions and trying a charge barb, and I straight fell in love. I'm enjoying this so much. I like that throwing... rock, though. Yeah, exactly. I love throwing the giant rock because I am Hulk and Hulk smashes. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you like, considered or even looked at Leapquake, really? I think i have the f i have some of the, the set i i'm not i'll get there eventually just by playing charge and i'll try it i'm sure yeah yeah i know you have an ancient blade of the tribes already i wonder where i got that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm trying to i got you to play charge now play this next thing <laughs> just keep pushing me along yeah yeah and when you as soon as you get leap quake down we're gonna try wastes yeah i really want to try whirlwind and yeah i'll get That's, there eventually uh, too i i actually uh, yeah, I've never really played Barb before, but like when I was leveling one to seventy, I just played Whirlwind Barb, and oh my god, I can't wait till my waist set is is good to go because I fell in love with that. <laughs> I love for all the crap we were talking on Barb last week that we're both like, yeah, barbarian, this is awesome. Ah man, screw Barb's. <laughs> barb's are are the love worst. Indeed, I just hope D four releases without a Barb. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, and I should note to compliment your Barb. Did you say your Barb's name? Yeah, Barbara, yep. Okay, okay. So to compliment Barbara, my Barb's name is Streisand. Nice. <laughs> because original. I was particularly fond of that. I'm not going to lie, about 50% of what ultimately made me play a Barb instead of a Demon Hunter was my incredibly clever name for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Other than that, I've been playing some uh, Hearthstone, lots of Arena this week. And, uh, you tried Overwatch too, right? I tried. I forgot how bad I am at FPSs. And... <laughs> That's where I was at. Between that and the lack or the the that they are going to erase all of your cosmetic progression, I just I can't I can't get myself into it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's cosmetic progression. Who who really cares? But for some reason, that's enough to make me. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I'm sure it'll be that game that I'll get a mood for it, and one night every like week or two, I'll just that'll be what I play that night, and and I'm okay with that. Like I don't every I don't need every game I play to be this hardcore, you know, forty hours a week experience. What? You can do that? That's possible? You just have to be a really, really terrible college student. That's the secret. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so there. <laughs> Too real. So moving on to our news. This week we got confirmation via Reddit that the new transmogs added to the game were not actually freshly created content. So there's a link in the description. Um, do you want to take this one away? Yeah, sure. So when uh, ROS was, was in production, we of course data mined the crap out of it. And we saw, just like recently when we looked at 2.4.1, images of all the different little icons. 
And if you if you look at it now, you see all of the new white transmogs that are dropping on the ground. They're all right there, already represented. So the icons were in place. Maybe not necessarily the, the weapon behind it, but I would imagine the weapon behind it was also there too. So this this alludes uh, more to the... Well, I guess this goes back to the uh, walking away, wiping your hands clean and walking away from Diablo type thing. Along with all... Yeah, yeah. Turn on, turning off the lights, shutting the door behind them type of thing. They're piecing out. D3 is going into maintenance mode, I'm pretty sure. As sad as that sounds. I really... yeah. I don't like. I don't know that I I really cared that this stuff was already in the game, but it's you know they kind of sold it as like this is the big cosmetic patch, but this stuff's already really been here. It's just uh, signs of the end, and it's it's pretty sad. So this is clearly a sign of that these are the end times. Yeah, the end times. Yep. What are you, Deckard Kane? <laughs> hey, are you saying I'm gonna die? I'm just saying some lady that really likes butterflies is gonna come kill you. You can't trust those ladies. If that is how I die, that is the death that I will gladly take. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully we're getting ahead of ourselves. Hopefully that's not what that means. Hopefully this decides vacation. Who knows? I really, I really don't want D three to be over yet. I feel like D three just started. As someone who it literally just started for, yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a lot more they could still do. I feel like we should definitely, we could definitely see another expansion, and the game would be okay for it. But it looks. It looks like they're moving on, bigger and better things. Yeah, I mean, if if that's not how that what they're planning on doing, if they're not going to move on to D four, they need to say something very soon because the hardcore community is already starting to circulate this. We're, you know, these people are already starting to say, "Hey, this game is going to die soon." And when your hardcore start jumping ship, yeah, it's a, it's a bad sign. Yeah, right now there's an ecosystem in that you know Riker is making guides and Deadset is making guides and these content producers exist and. When these people start jumping ship because they think that it's a sinking ship, like the casuals are not going to have people to look to to lead them. And well, with any luck, they'll they'll keep they'll maintain some content between patches, even if it's just like set tweak. I think set t- tweaking won't be enough to keep keep the already dwindling community around. But hopefully, there'll be something between seasons, like something that keeps the game going for for a while. I honestly feel like the game itself won't die, but the community will feel like it is, and and therefore it will type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like a game like the vast majority of its player base is not going to keep playing if there's not change to the seasons. I won't do next season if there's no significant changes. Like, I'll just... Well, there wasn't really any significant changes this season. Really. The significant change for me is that I'm I'm playing this season. So here's hoping that we uh, continue to see new patches going forward, but I am ever the cynic. Yeah, same. So our next item was uh, DiabloFans.com moderator manager Bagstone put together a, a really good guide for the boss mode conquest. The boss mode conquest is, is like a laundry list of uh, bosses that you have to kill within, I think it's like 20 minutes. It's pretty quick. It's pretty difficult. And uh, he put together a guide that, that organizes them as uh, who you should have by what time. And it starts the list with like Malthale because he's obviously the worst. So it starts with Malthale and it ends with... Um, think like magda something really easy and so it's uh he just put it's just really well written well put together and it definitely makes the conquest a lot less tedious he also breaks down the uh, the specs that you should bring the the builds you should bring because obviously you want you want things like demon hunters who can just vault all the way to malfail but you also want to be able to, to kill it so i think um i think one of the things he recommended was shadows metal because the single target is so crazy and because they can vault everywhere so definitely worth a check out. The link is in our description. 
Did you have a chance to look at that? I have, in fact, and it is considerably more bosses than I expected to be for this conquest. Yeah, it's... I don't think it's a new one either. I think we've seen it before, but this, yeah. It's always... I think it's one of the harder ones. Like, it's this is definitely not on my list of conquests to take care of. So, seeing that makes me think, well, maybe maybe a couple guys in the clan, I mean, the, the KSB clan, so maybe a couple of us can do it. Maybe you and I can do it. We definitely need help, though, because we're, we're Barbies. We're not the quickest. Hey, I'm looking at the guy now, and he says that there are there's potential for soloing it, so... Uh, oh, I didn't actually see that. Oh, man. What yeah. did, did he say? He probably says you have to be a demon hunter, though, eh? Uh, he says, which doctor is probably the best, but any class can do it. That's crazy. Really? Oh, okay. And for monk or wizard, it is the most difficult to solo. That's interesting. I wonder, I wonder why a wizard would have a hard time with it. In any case, this is super helpful if this is the conquest that you choose to go forward with. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun together in a group of friends. Much like the, the old speedrun one. I mean, I can see that going both ways. It would be incredibly frustrating to get done and be 30 seconds over. What's the total time it gives you available? So that's basically all of the major news for the week. Let's move on to our big topic for tonight. We're going to take a glance at the leaderboards for the top cl- for all of the classes right now. And just... After one whole week. After, yeah, the week in this new season. See what the new builds are. And with that, take it away. Alrighty, so... Start with barbarians because they're obviously the best. <laughs> Their top GR at the moment is 86. I, I looked at all of these through um, one through 25. So the the number one is 86, and the 25 is 82. And then I and I like glanced through all the builds. So the number one build is your standard um, six piece rakers, four piece IK setup. Very, very standard. Nothing was crazy or different. Uh, I did find one leap quake in the top 25. He was at a GR 82, and he was ranked 19. And that was pretty cool. That was very satisfying for me because that's I, that's what I'm going to push with. I've decided he was running a bit different, like he was running a kind of a fire setup. But yeah, whatever, I'm I'm going to stick with with what I'm doing. The number dose class Crusaders, they're doing 88, and their their 25th place is 81. So that's two above Barb's, but one below in the 25th spot. Standard lawn bombardment that we saw from last season. The, the number one guy is using a shield glare, which I don't know if that's standard right now or uh, last season, but it is. it looks like a standard right now. And I did find one Heart of the Light, which is the Blessed Hammer spin around you build where you, you, use falling, you spam Falling Sword at, uh, in the top 25. He was at GR82 as well. That's crazy cool because I really like that build. That was one of the ones that I tried to make work last season and I just gave up because it was really squishy. So that's exciting stuff. The Demon Hunters moving right along, GR88, with their 25th spot being at 81. The number one spot was a Lawn Fan of Knives setup. Same Shimizu's chess piece, all the same crap. Nothing's changed about them. I did find a Shadow's Mantle. I found about three more Lawn Fan of Knives, and then the rest of them were all Unhallowed Essence, which is crazy, because last season it was Fan of Knives and um, Marauders, and that was it. If you weren't one of those two, you weren't in there. So to see a Shadow's Mantle in there, actually pretty high too, if I remember. A bunch of Lawn and a bunch of UE. I didn't even see a Marauders in there, so I uh, I don't know what's going on with that. I assume like everything just got buffed, so I assume they're still really good. They never take damage, so I don't understand why they're not represented in the top 25, but that's what it looks like right now. It's only been a week. Uh, for the Monk, GR88 is the top. Again, 88 seems to be the trend. Their, uh, the rank 25 was 80. The number one place was standard Yuliana setup. And theirs was actually really, really crazy. It was very, very mixed, very diverse. There were almost as many Ulianas and Inas and Sunwukos as anything else. So they were that that one's definitely worth a look. You can 
you can do a lot with with monk this season so next we have witch doctor gr88 was their top at the moment with uh the rank 25 sitting at 83 and every single build was helltooth gargantuan build um the very first one was helltooth gargantuan with uh, the ukapian serpent offhand the one that uh, redirects some of the damage taken to your dogs but all their all their one through 25s they were all helltooth but their offhand was different in almost every one of them there was a lot of of um henrik's like the cat but most of them were were very like i saw a thing of the deep in there i saw the serpent in there i saw the cat in there i saw the homunculus in there so there's a there's a lot of diversity in that one but only in the offhand everything else is very gargantuan focused and then uh, the wizards which are the number one pushing at the moment gr93 with their with their 25 being at 88 their 25 is is everybody's top higher than the barbarians which is crazy and Every single build I looked, 1 through 25, they were all standard Archon Firebird setup. There was zero variation. I honestly thought I honestly thought I was looking at the same build over and over and over accidentally, like clicking on the same guy and viewing the same guy's profile. It was, uh, it was a little bit ridiculous. But yeah, so that's, that's how it shakes down after one week. Goes Wizard first, then there's a four-way tie for second, and then Barbarian's bringing up the rear. I mean, this is about what we expect. I think Wizard's always been on the top end of the, of the spectrum. Last season... They and Lon Crusaders, Lon Bombard, fought together for, for number one. I think Lon Bombard ended the season a little higher, like maybe one GR higher. I feel like they, that makes they, sense. They, yeah, I honestly feel like Lon should probably be the, the hardest. It's, it's the hardest to gear for, so it should be the hardest, the furthest progressing. Yeah, but it's also it's going to take the longest for it to really gear up, so we'll probably see yeah, them absolutely. pull ahead. So, so, I mean, again, this is one week. We got three months, right? So who knows what will happen here. So the one thing I was interested in here was uh, how does the Paragon levels look? Does it look like the botters have been scared off that you noticed? I I didn't get like I didn't pay too much attention to Paragons, but the few that I saw were all they were all over a thousand. The few that I looked at, they were mostly and I mostly looked like the top five guys. I think the the GR ninety three wizard he's at um, eleven fifty, which if you if you watch uh, Quinn's stream and you watch Alcazar's stream and you watch the uh, Philo's stream, the the Demon Hunter guy, they're all around that level around that or plus that so it looks to me like a very botter free so far oh, that's awesome i'm glad that that's the case yeah absolutely i feel like it's a huge step for the absolutely it makes me want to push honestly even if um even if i if i you know barely make a thousand that it still makes me want to push so with that look at the leaderboard it sounds like we're gonna move on to the non-meta build breakdown of the week sounds great so this may shock everybody we are going to do the Leap Quake build this week. I hate you so much. <laughs> so the top clear for the Leap Quake after one whole week is 82. So with that, you start with the six-piece Might of the Earth set. You get the Dread Iron Belt, which I swapped out for Vigilante Belt, but the every guy I see says to use the Dread Iron. The Dread Iron, it's kind of lame because it says Ground Stomp causes avalanches, but you don't use Ground Stomp. But you, but it does innately roll plus avalanche damage, and that's why people take it. And so the reason I take Vigilante over to the Dread Iron is because uh, I feel like avalanche is is it's a big part of the, of the set, but I don't feel like it's that big part of a set. When you break it out in D3 Planner, it's only about with the belt, it's only about ten percent of your total damage, and because you only get it when you hit um, your your war cry, like your shouts, except for Battle Rage. And so I thought that was probably not that big a deal. And what I was noticing is that even after you theory dump, which is you theory dump to get your leaps back, 
sometimes you would still have to wait like like maybe a second or two and i thought well maybe if i have vigilante belt i'll get more earthquakes i'll get I'll, i will clip the the leaps at all and i'll get more of the the cries out so I, I played around with that in d3 planner and it looked to me like the dps was was pretty negligible but it, but it felt better with the Vigi belt so that's why i run the Vigi belt but again that's up to you the avalanche damage can get up to 200 percent which is a big deal it's a sizable amount so that's why they say to use it. So then for the Bracers, they suggest Skeller's Salvation, which ups the Boulder Toss damage, which is your, your big Fury Dump, so that's very important. So for your Jewelry, you want a Hellfire Amulet, and I'll break down the passives you want later. You can get away with using a, uh, an, an Immunity Necklace, and I almost would recommend that, but this, this is a lot tankier than your average Barbarian build. So I, I've personally found the extra passive to be more helpful more appropriate than like a mara's or or a cameo and then of course focus and restraint for your cube you want the furnace you want the lut socks the lut socks give you the three jumps before the the cooldown resets and then band of might which is every time you you leap you get 60 percent damage reduction for eight seconds the main hand really the two hand you want is blade of the tribes which makes your shouts cause avalanches it also gives you increased uh, avalanche damage and your shouts also uh, cause earthquakes as well. Uh, the gems you want to run, the Lego gems, you want Bane of the Trapped, Bane of the Stricken, and either Esoteric or Bane of the Powerful. You can swap those out. I run Esoteric just to just to solidify my tankiness. I tried Bane of the Powerful for a bit, and I thought I thought it was it was really good. It's multiplicative now, so that's a big deal. But I thought the toughness, I just needed more toughness. I didn't really need that damage that much. The the gems you want to run in your helm are a diamond, and then you can. If you feel like you're dying, diamonds and everything else, except for obviously you want an emerald in your weapon. But I'm currently running uh, rubies in all my gear, except for my helm and my weapon. So under the abilities, you want leap, death from above. That's the one that stuns when you when you land. You want ancient spear, boulder toss. That erases all of your fury and adds all that to your boulder. You want earthquake, cave in. Cave in is the rune that sucks everything within 24 uh, yards into you. You want threatening shelt falter, which debuffs the mobs. Warcry Veterans Warning, which gives you 30% dodge. And then the Battle Rage rune is pretty pretty up to you. They recommend Bloodshed, which is on the, the crits cause an explosion. I've also seen there's one that heals you every time you crit, and the heal works out to be it works out to be roughly 2% of my life. I think it's I think it's that's how it works for everybody. Then there's another one that's uh, Marauder's Rage, the first rune that's 15% multiplicative damage to everything. So you can run any, really any, any rune that you see there. There's even one that's a, a toughness increase. So if you wanted to run that, you could run that too. So then for the passives, we got Ruthless, which is increased damage when they're below 40%. We have Rampage, which stacks uh, strength every time you, you hit a mob. Animosity, which gives you increased fury generation and 20% or uh, plus 20 fury, which increases your, uh, your rock damage because it takes every point is 20% damage added to the rock. And then Earth and Might. And then from your, your Hellfire, you want Nerves of Steel, which is your, your cheat death. And you can swap out... I think currently I'm swapping out Animosity for Brawler. You can swap out Ruthless for Brawler. You can swap anything out for Brawler if you like Brawler. Brawler is one where if you have three mobs around you, it increases all your damage by 20%, which is a pretty big deal. I think Ruthless beats it out in the long run, so I wouldn't take it over Ruthless. I might take it over Animosity. I think I'm currently taking over Animosity. Rampage, Earth and Might, and Nerves of Steel are definitely irreplaceable, in my opinion. I have seen some guides that don't run Nerves of Steel, though, so 
that's also something to consider. So the way the build works, you you want to maintain your Battle Rage and your Warcry buffs, and you want to maintain the Threatening Shout debuff on mobs as you leap into them. So typically you, you use your leap to, to jump into, into big packs, which will suck them in from the automatic Earthquake that you get. You want to weave a Threatening Shout in there to debuff and then just keep leaping three times. And then as soon as your leaps are done, you, you should be Max Fury. You just throw your boulder at hopefully something and hit something. And then you immediately will have your leaps back. You just and you also have a, the earthquake on your on your bar. Just use that on cooldown. You pretty much use everything on cooldown. You build up your fury, you dump it, and then you just use everything on cooldown. As far as paragon points go, the only thing worth noting it's it's standard across the board for everything. But the only thing worth noting is in the primary you want you want to max out your move speed, and then you want to max out max fury because again that that builds into the boulder toss rune. And then, and then from there, you want strength. And uh, in the last tab, the utility tab, you, you don't want to put any points at all into resource cost reduction because it, it works against your boulder toss. So off the top of my head, I know that, uh, that Leapquake has considerably more tankiness. Are there any other major like systemic changes between, differences between the two builds? Between Leap and Charge? I like um, the Rock in Charge does a lot more damage than the Rock in Leap, but that's because the six-piece in Raycores is you build stacks and then you dump them with the Rock with your fury dump you when you lose charges in raycores it's it's i'd say it's 75 percent your fault 25 percent the game's fault if uh if mobs are too close together or if they just clip wrong you'll just you'll just drop charges if you're not paying attention you'll you'll have moments where you're sending around waiting for your cooldown in leapquake it's 100 percent on you if you screw up the dump in any way then you're then you're sending around waiting for leaps but if you do it properly you never are. You never wait for leaps for more than maybe a second, which is why I run the Vigi belt, the Vigilante belt. The toughness is also a big deal. I think. Uh, I think when we were looking at it, you were like ten percent of what I had. I had uh, roughly four hundred million, and you were roughly forty million. So yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling the charge bar squishiness pain. But you also like your nuke is also much much bigger. Mine. Mine's a, like. Mine's like a dot build, except instead of dotting the mob, I dot the ground and then make them. St- I'm like a molten build. Yeah, they're just not wearing their blackthorns. But I, I find it to be—I personally find it to be a lot more fun because I, I was really bad about dropping charges. I like—I've noticed that you don't seem to have that problem. Maybe I'm just a special kind of bad, but I was having that problem a lot. So that was when I tried Leapquake. That was the main thing that made me stick to Leapquake. Yeah, I can only think of two distinct ends recently where I've been like, I am now doing nothing while I wait. So yeah, that's working for me. That's crazy to me because that was. That was all, yeah, it was constant for me. But, I mean, I do miss one-shotting T10 <laughs> Rift Guardians. I have a rock, and you're dead. Yeah, I have a rock, and now I have my drops, yeah. <laughs> my rock still does damage, it just doesn't do Raycor's damage. Yeah. The damage is crazy. It's and I also scene. do, I also really miss running um, Wrath of the Berserker. I really like having the Super Saiyan ability, so, so you're mostly immune to affixes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do really miss that. But, I mean... You're not I feel like because instead of CC, you're getting the damage that's killing you. That's true. That's yeah. And I'm also like, if I die, I'm, I'm I still do damage after I die. That's that's nice. And I mean, every time we run a, a GR together, you're you're pushing up daisies, and I and I haven't even proc yet. So that's that's a big deal. Yeah, I think part of that though, you're definitely ahead of me on gear and Paragon points. No, no, Leapquake is better. It's just better. Just get over it. Leapquake's <laughs> okay. better. 
It's it's definitely not the 200 Paragon I have over here. It's got nothing to do with it? Nah, absolutely not. Why would it? Come on. All right. Good to know. All right. With that, we're going to wrap up the show for the night. Um, this is normally where we would read emails or tweets, but we've still not gotten any of those, and we would love to receive yours. You we... people don't love us. Exactly. We will happily be those on the air <laughs> when we start getting them. You can also email us at nephilimofsanctuary at gmail.com. That's N-E-P-H-A-L-E-M of sanctuary at gmail.com. You can tweet us individually. I am at Kulana, at K-U-L-A-N-A. And I am at Inukshuk, N-O-S. That's I-N-U-K-S-H-U-K-N-O-S. If you guys want to support the show, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash Podcast. And we would love to get your iTunes reviews. Um, any reviews you give us, it really helps giving the show visibility, which we love to have. And we also have an affiliate link with Audible in the show notes. And with that, we're done for the night. Thanks, everybody. Peace.